can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't touch that. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is the sanctuary of sweet truth? It is a beacon in a storm of anger, hate, and misinformation. Here the truth is you are free to be yourself and stand by your own moral compass. Live by it, and you can be in the Life's Hall of Fame. You can run the mile You can walk straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero You get the gold Breaking all the records they thought never could be broke Yeah, do it for your people Do it for your pride And you're never gonna know if you never even try Do it for your country Do it for your name Cause there's gonna be a day when you're dead Hey, this is Sugar Shane with another episode of the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, saying that if you're the smartest person in the room, you may want to relocate. Got my co-host with me, Billy Dees. How you doing? Hey, I'm all right. You're uh, full of wisdom tonight. Yeah, I thought I'd drop a little nugget down there for you. All right, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true if you think about it, because if you're the smartest person in the room, you might want to go somewhere where you can learn something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I uh, guess so. How's your uh, few days been since Thursday? Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to retro wires in an older house. No. But let me tell you something. Um, I had an outlet in my office that uh, was going bad. You know, the wires and stuff where you plug something in were real loose. The plugs were loose. And plus, I, I, I really needed a, a grounded outlet where that was because I have a lot of stuff that power conditioning and things like that that really work best on a on a grounded outlet. So I decided, oh, this is right above the fuse box. This is going to be real easy, right? Mm. All, I have, all I have to do is pull the old wire down, attach a new wire, and pull it up. Now, let me tell you something. I worked on that for two days in this old house. Okay, they didn't just staple wires. They had these metal straps that oh. went around the wire and then were nailed to the to the stud. <laughs> and I but I pulled on that wire so hard that I, I tore up the skin on my fingers. Then I went and got some of uh, some steel wire, the same steel wire that you use to hang a drop ceiling, and I attached that, pulled through, and I, and I wrapped it around my w- wrist, and I pulled too hard on it, and that wire constricted on my wrist, and I got this giant black and blue mark around my wrist it looks like a bracelet because that 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 wire constrict that's how hard i pulled on so i finally got that damn thing through and i gotta say she and i don't know it just wasn't worth it man no it just 
just seemed like an, an awful lot of effort to get that socket put in. So anyway, it's done now, though. It's I, done. I don't know I'm much gl- about you better man than I am, because I don't know a whole lot about electricity as far as <clears throat> wiring and stuff goes, except for my main outlook on life is if it's electric, stay the fuck away from it. Yeah. Because I, I, I got shocked. Not bad. But I was working at Kroger one time, and we were uh, cleaning these racks, the produce, uh-huh. and we were taking them out, and they were sitting in some kind of like about about an inch deep water. And I don't know what happened, uh-huh. but all of a sudden I got zapped real fast. I mean, I didn't get hit, uh, like I said, I didn't get hit too hard, shocked the shit out of me, but it wasn't enough to kill you or nothing. But and it it, it 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 wasn't fun. So I mean, I don't. I don't know nothing about electricity in that aspect, as far as you know, rewiring yeah. or anything. I was, I was well, like, well, well, most of ninety-five percent of the stuff that drove me crazy had nothing to do with any technical knowledge. This was just the fact that I could not get that wire through the wall. Right. I could not get that wire, and and, and it should not have been that difficult. It it, it did not. You know, I don't know where the who who who. Came up with this idea that those wires, shitty carpet, had, had, had to be <laughs> nailed into place. Well, where are they going to go? Man, I tell you, you know? I've, seen, I've seen some work since I've been up here. I ain't trying to knock nobody, but man, the other house we used to live in, one of the doors wouldn't flush. You had to slam a son of a bitch to get it to close. Uh, and yes, I'm moving but- this, and I'm moving this apartment, and the same damn thing. There's a door yeah. here. You can't get it to shut. It's, it's like, I mean, you shut it, but you have to slam it in the, where I do my work at. And I'm like, yeah. damn, dude, can you not, like, get a door even that when you close it, if it closes, right? I mean, it may, it may, they do change shape over the years. Is it a wood door? Yeah, yeah, it's a wood door. Yeah, because especially with the change of seasons and stuff. Yeah, they, could be. The, the, the humidity and then the cold and then this and that, and, and they, they, they change over time. Right, we don't have that many seasons down south. It's just you know hot, right. chilly, and then back to warm. Right. <laughs> Here it's like you know warm, chilly, and then severe cold. <laughs> but uh, it's right around a quarter too. You can start to feel it now. Well, election day is tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know if you're going out to vote. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't tell you Bo Diddley shit about this election because, I mean, I probably should keep up with it, but I don't keep up with local politics. You know, I, I, still, I still do not understand that issue about the about the uh, affordable drugs. I, I don't remember what issue two or something like that, where it, it seems like no matter which way you vote, it's going to be bad. Right. So yeah. I, 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 I and I've heard different things. Even the even the so-called experts on TV talk out of both sides of their mouth on that issue. So I don't I don't know. It's one of them I bills don't. where it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I couldn't even. I mean, I was telling Christina last night. I'm here. I live here in the falls, and we were talking, and I said, "Who the hell is the mayor? I don't even know." I could tell you who the damn Mary is. The only one I know about is Robard. And the only reason why I know about his ass is he was in there for so long, and then when he got taken out, there was something about porn on his desktop. That's the only reason why I even know about him. Yeah. And I don't know nothing about the rest of them. 
I mean, I, I couldn't tell you who the mayor is now. And that was the same way. It's not just Ohio. I was the same way in Georgia. I couldn't tell you who the sheriff was. I couldn't tell you who the mayor was. I just didn't keep up with it. Probably, I mean, I keep up with national news, national politics, and I probably should keep up more with local, but I, I just don't. It's just been one of them things. Uh, Don Walters, I guess that's the current mayor in Cuyahoga Falls. Christina's saying, but uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know. But uh, appreciate that. I, I didn't know that uh, Kelsey Grammer, you know, he's been on the TV about that, uh, I believe it's Marcy's Law. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about... I, I, I did not know that he had had that much violence in his family. Yeah, his father was murdered. Yeah. And his and his sister was raped and killed. Yeah, jeez. Damn, that's a lot. That's a lot. And we're watching, that's what we're watching now is Frazier just got done with an episode before I came in here. And it's like, wow, I couldn't believe it. I don't even know how the man even works. He's got a show now, I believe, but I think it's on Hulu or something like that. Maybe yeah, I, can't. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I, was, uh, I was really surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it either. I, I, I found out about that the other day. That that's the reason. And the thing about it is, one of the reasons why he got involved in that Marcy's thing is, um, the guy that shot and killed his dad was paroled without him even knowing he was paroled. Right. He says and, that in the ad. That's terrible. Uh, Springer is going to run for governor of Ohio. God damn. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't base his, uh, how should I say this? His eligibility to be a governor based on his TV show, but I'm sorry. I've got to think about that when I'm thinking about voting for the man. Well, I'm pretty sure he was mayor. Yeah, he was. He was mayor of Cincinnati. Mayor of Cincinnati, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, he does have some politic, uh, political background, but it's just the whole idea of him being governor, man. I, I have don't... a feeling he could win, man. Oh, yeah he, pro- yeah, he could win. There ain't no yeah, doubt about it. You know what? It. This whole Trump thing has taught me. Nothing is, is don't count anybody out. Yeah, Joe mm-hmm. the plumber could run for president. Absolutely, and you know you just you never count anybody out. That is for sure. Well, I want to give a plug before we get started real quick. On a, I don't normally do this. I do. Okay. You know, I'll talk about a movie every now and then, but I normally don't talk about games. Went and got last week Xbox One. Well, it's on every console, but the new game Call of Duty World War Two. If you are a World War II enthusiast and you are a gamer, you need to play this game. Very good. The story, the online mode's fantastic, but the story mode is very good in the sense that it takes you through different scenes of the battles of World War II. I mean, you start off with the oh. very first. You, you start out on the beach of Normandy at the very beginning of the game. That's where you're at, and it takes you through different things like bombings in London. Bomb. I haven't played the whole story mode yet, but I've gotten like the first through three levels done or something like that and uh it's very good it's very good uh very well done like i said the uh the online play is good too if you're in the online playing as i am but it's a very good game it's i mean it's a violent game it's a war game i mean there's some scenes in there that make public uh, saving private ryan look mild but (laughs) yeah boy but it is but it is a good game but it's realistic i mean i'm not gonna lie you go you hitting the beach of dormant and if you hit the right spot at the right time you're liable to see an arm go somewhere so that's just how it is as far as the game goes but it is a very good game as far as that as far as uh keeping what i believe pretty much historically accurate anyway all right but uh if you like i said if you're an enthusiast of games check it out even if you just rent it or whatnot 
great, terrible, or should I say terrible tragedy this past week. Texas church shooting. Man went in, slaughtered, killed 26 people. The man, I don't understand... Well, I do. I mean, I think I do kind of understand where he's coming from as far as not where he was coming from that I agree with him. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is I pretty much looked into a little bit of his background and I can pretty much figure out what it was. Uh, he was in the military from 2010 to 2014. Uh, he had court, He had been court-martialed in 2012 for assaulting his wife and his child. Mm-hmm. And he'd been uh, discharged for bad conduct. And the, the church he targeted... From what I gather, was his ex-wife's church or his ex or his in-laws ex. Uh, oh, church. okay, I haven't heard that. Yeah, from what I gather, that's what it was, and I think this was revenge against his ex-wife, and he went in and just slaughtered everybody. I mean, he killed um, twenty-six people, but one of the people he killed, I believe, was his grandmother-in-law. I believe it was his ex-wife's grandmother. Is one of the people he killed, and. Uh, there was a high-speed chase or something, and he ended up going off a ditch. And uh, well, somebody shot him. Somebody shot him. Yeah, he went off a ditch though, and then somebody had shot him. Now I don't. They don't know yet whether a civilian shot him or at least yeah. last I heard. Yeah, or, the, the, the guy was on the uh, was on the news, and he was a middle-aged guy, and he was very shaken. He said he was terrified. Mm. Um, he heard the shooting, and he knew he had to do something. And of course, this guy has an assault rifle, and. Uh, uh, this guy just had an ordinary, you know, farm gun, I guess. But he got one in on him, and uh, the shooter did drop his weapon. He was hit badly enough that he, you know, he was trying to get away, and he dropped his gun. Um, they're not sure if when he went off the road and they found him dead, they're not, they were waiting for an autopsy. They're not sure if he died from that shot or whether he knew he was dying and he knew he was going to get captured, so he shot himself. Right. Well, you know, either way, it don't take but one bullet. It don't matter what kind of gun you got. I mean, if you got a twenty-two caliber rifle with a scope, and the other guy's got a, you know, M16, you get the right shot pulled off. You can kill a man with a twenty-two caliber. Oh, sure. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the yeah, they're more powerful. But I mean, as far as you know, if you got the gun in the right hands, it's dangerous no matter what. But um, I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for you. Mean for the shooter? Yeah. Oh hell no. No, shit no. No, I mean I don't I mean I feel remorse or I should say I feel bad for the family. His if his family didn't know nothing about it, you always gotta remember these killers have families. And just because they're families you know, if they didn't know about it, you know, their family's grieving too, and I'm sure they're grieving in a different way, not understanding why this nut job did it. But at the same time, you know, they feel that I'm sure they're grieving for the loss of all those that killed, got killed too. So, oh, I'm sure. I, I so, would certainly, yeah. I mean, you gotta, I would you, feel bad about the, the people that my my relative killed. Right. I, I, I've had some bad relatives, and some of them are fiends. And I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't give a shit about them. Right. But uh, I mean, if they would have harmed innocent people, of course, I'd have been. Well, everybody, that, everybody's yeah. got black sheep in their family. That if they came up and did something like that, I wouldn't give a damn. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it's just the truth. 
I mean, that blood don't mean blood's thicker than water. Everybody takes that to the extreme. But if you're a scuzz bucket, you a scuzz no. bucket. Don't make a fuck what it, blood it don't, it, in your don't, it don't mean anything to me. Just because you have the same DNA and I do that I do. If you're a piece of shit, that's it. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Right. Simple as that. But uh, but a lot of people don't see it that way. But it's just the truth. Um, Johnny Lagen, Langendorf is the guy you were talking about that was. Uh, the other, he he had a shooter or the guy with a gun came up to his car and told him to help him chase him down. Oh, and, and he's the one that done it. The guy that Devin Patrick was the actual shooter. Okay. Um, yeah. Of course, Democrats are now blaming this shooting on the Republican Party. Isn't it funny how this shit happens and nobody has any fucking compassion? It's like as soon as it happens, we got to start pointing fingers and blaming every damn party there is and blaming all these other shit. The gun rules and that rule and that rule. Why don't you stop and just have some remorse for the damn people that got killed? Well, yeah, and everything that you read off there at the beginning disqualified him from having a gun. So they're, they're exactly. trying to find out how he got one. Yeah, when you get a discharge, you ain't even allowed to have a gun. Well, the, the kind of discharge that he did, yes. He, he was the... Um, I, I forget the technical name of what he was convicted as, but it's the uh, military equivalent of a felony. And plus, he was uh, convicted for battery, and right. that's another disqualifier. That yeah, is he correct. was court-martialed for that, yeah, uh, in 2012 for his uh, assault on his wife, his then-wife. They got divorced later. His then-wife and child, he, 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 he had assaulted both of them, and he got a court-martial for that. And... Uh, Texas Attorney General is saying that churches should prepare for mass shootings. Isn't this something world we live in now? Isn't this the craziest damn thing you ever seen where you got to go to church and have security cards posted at the back fucking door? Yeah, what is it with the churches? Yeah. I, I, you know, for a while there was post offices. Yeah, I know. I remember that. That was a term, going postal. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's churches. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sad. You know, you know, whether you're religious or not. If somebody wants to have their own building, have their church, oh, yeah. and worship in their church, they should feel safe oh, yeah. there. Absolutely. They should I'm not have religious to. at all. This is bullshit. Yeah. I, I don't understand why this is happening at all. If those people want to go in there and, and and pray to the Lord or have a seance or do a rain dance or whatever right. it is that makes them feel better. They should be able to do it without getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean... Uh, it's ridiculous. And you know, that was a small church and 26 people got killed. That had to have been a whole big bunch of, that might have been just about half that damn congregation. You've got to figure all those people had not known each other very well and possibly even been related, you know, families. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it must have been terrible. Yeah. And people have been friends for years, I bet. Some of these churches, when you get down south, man, they're, they're old. Oh, I know. My grandparents originally, I don't know if I've told this on here before, but my grandmother, she was at church when she met my grandfather. He rode up on a white horse and looked in the window, and that's how they met, and they got together that way. And the church, that was back in 1940-something. I don't know how old the church was then, and the church is still standing today. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's still there in Livonia, Georgia. Or I don't know if it's actually Livonia, but it's near there. But it's in Georgia, but I mean... And it just, I just, it, it blows my mind how some people can be. And it's like I said in the last podcast, it's the hearts of men that is evil. And it is, it is not natural for anybody to go out. And, you know, people want to blame it on this and blame it on that. This was just a low-life piece of shit 
Yeah, he might have had some kind of mental issue. You can blame it on that if you want to. I don't get into all that bullshit. But he might have had some kind of mental issues or whatever. Fuck it. And then he snapped. But you know, at some point, you've got to realize, hey, me going in there with a fucking machine gun and shooting a bunch of people may not be the right thing to do today. And there is no damn excuse for it. Yeah. I don't care what kind of psychosis or diagnosis you want to put on that shit. It's a low-life piece of shit. And But that's one of the things they're saying is that he is an atheist. Not to, not to say that atheists are all going to do this. That's not what I'm saying. But he was an atheist, and he targeted his church because it was his ex-wife's family. And there was mm. participants in that church. And that was one of the reasons. I'm not saying that I don't, don't get that saying that all atheists are going to run out and shoot up churches. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, my experience has been, uh, this is hard to gauge because atheists are a very small percentage of the overall population. Oh, yeah. Just about the entire population believes something. and um, But atheists, by and large, typically, in terms of what happens in society, by my estimation, are not usually responsible for violence. No. I mean, it, more it's your not religions like, are violent than the, than the atheists. Yeah, that, are. that's what I was right going to say. When was the last time a group of of a group of atheists blew up another group of atheists because their brand of non belief wasn't the same as theirs? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Believers do that shit. Exactly. Um, but on the other hand, I, I I don't deny that when you use the word atheist, and we'll put that in in quotation marks. There is a certain godlessness that comes from some of them, yeah. And uh, and, and I don't mean that necessarily as spiritual god uh, godlessness, but uh, there is a a moral depravity that comes from some of them. Oh yeah, this dude. And uh, just like there are, just like the extremists in in religion, and um, um, you know, there have been some bad atheists for sure. Oh yeah. But most of them, the, the ones that I kind of ha- have a tendency to hang around with are more human humanists. You know, they they appreciate the humanity of 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 human beings and life on Earth and so on and so forth. And and they typically are are not violent. But you don't know. You just right. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, you know, like you said, I can, and I agree that most most of the time it's your religions that are at war with one another. You know, so. You know, and if it's not the Protestants and, you know, this and that and what you have you and the Muslims and the Islams and all them battling one another, it's usually not the atheists that do that kind of thing. So, yeah. But I pray, I mean, my thoughts and prayers or whatever and keep your thoughts and prayers or whatever with that those that bunch there because uh, down there because that family's man, they're going to be grieving for a long time. Absolutely horrible. I mean, even the even as a religious establishment of a church. I couldn't imagine having to walk in there on the next Sunday and it's the things you just have to contend with and the thoughts and everything. So, you ever heard of Donna Brazil? She's the DNC lady? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Democrats are now furious with her. Yeah. Because she's been bad-mouthing not only the campaign with Hillary, which, I mean, hell, I have to agree with her on some aspects of it, but, um... She called out, I forget exactly who it was, one of the treasurers of the campaign. Actually called her a bitch. 
Oh. Point blank. <laughs> Point blank calling her a bitch. I mean, Fox News said the B word, but I'm sure they ain't talking about bacon. But yeah. <laughs> so they so he called her. Well, well, this was where some of that uh, the rigging. That I'll put that word in quotation marks as well. Where, where they, they supposedly said that. Everything was uh, rigged for Hillary. Is that where some of that came yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and, uh, and and let me just clarify this too. A lot of times when you hear that word rigging, I I don't believe that the Democrats uh, manipulated the votes or no. or, or sabotaged the votes. No, but, but, but when I say they rigged it, you know, a lot of people that I was talking to about this over the weekend, they said, well, you know. Yeah, of course, uh, Hillary's group are going to say bad things about uh, Bernie Sanders. That's uh, part of politics. That's not rigging anything. It went beyond that. I I, I believe the top people at the DNC, the top people in the Democratic Party, made a concerted effort. They made a decision that the attitude and the resources, the funding, the advertising, all the stuff that goes along with it – was going to go to Hillary. Oh yeah, and, and that is I, there's very little doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like I've said, you know, in podcasts before. You know, the Democrats they can bitch and rave about Trump, and I'm no by no means a big huge Trump fan, but they can you know rave about him and say that this was done and that was done and he won because of this and he won because of that. But the fact of the matter is, as I've said, the Democrats lost that election. Because the Democrats lost that election, they well, you, put their money, they put their everything and resources behind the wrong damn candidate. Yeah, Hillary was not the choice to win that election by no means. And you're right; when she screwed Bernie Sanders, it did it all in. Yeah, she lost it all in, and uh, it was just a bad choice. They could have, if the, I think that. I still say, I believe if they would have picked a better candidate, somebody different, and went about it a different way, Donald Trump would not be president today. Yeah. Well, you know, getting back to what we were talking about here about the blame game, and Republicans and Democrats are both guilty of it. There's absolutely no question. But one thing that the the Democrats really are going to have to do is is they're going to have to be able to speak very clearly about – crime and violence without getting tongue tongue tied a democrat cannot say a drug dealer is a bad person cannot say it no they absolutely they 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 start talking in circles and well you know there's this thing going on in society where there's a disparity in the justice system and you if you cannot say a a a, a drug dealer is a bad person yeah, Which this world's I, not, worth the shit. They, they can't do it. It's always something or somebody else's fault. Yeah. And I, I, that's really starting to get on a lot of people's nerves. Well, that's what and this I, political... And that's one of the reasons why Donald Trump won. Yeah, that's what this politically correct movement's doing. It's politically correct movement where everybody's got to be so sensitive to everybody else's feelings. You know, this started with an offense, but it started with the millennials giving out trophies to everybody, even last place. And it started with all this shit. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that's where it began. And you got people nowadays, you can't, it's like you said, you can't say nothing wrong without worrying about offending somebody. When you can't tell the truth, 
and tell it like it is without worrying about everybody getting offended, it's time to get out of the business. I could not be in a business where I got to sit there and step, you know, worry about stepping on toes 24-7. Sometimes people need to hear the truth. Sometimes you need to lay it down. Let me tell you something. Truth hurts sometimes. That's just the facts. Truth's not always going to make you feel, you know, give you euphoria and make you feel like everything's great. Sometimes maybe it will, but not always. Right. And when you either got a one one of two choices. When you hear it, accept it or reject it. That's the only two choices you have. Right. And then if you accept it or whatever the case, you either fix it or go with it or whatever. But, you you know, yes, a drug dealer's bad. And the day I couldn't say that on the radio, I'd look at my producer and tell him, fuck you, I'm out of here. Because right. that, that don't even make sense. What are, we, what, what are you supposed to say? He's a troubled soul. Yeah. Made some wrong choices, and now he's selling the stuff to these kids. But you know what? He could there's make hope. a turnaround. Yeah, there's hope. There's hope for it. Yeah. There's hope for it. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to know that there's people who love him and care about him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what they need to do is bust his ass, put him in prison, get him off the damn street, let Bubba take care of his ass. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. Well, you know, here again, I, I, I've i often heard liberals say, you know, our, our prisons are full. We went through this thing in the 1990s about throwing people in jail and throwing away the key, and now our prisons are all full. I don't why do our prisons need to be full? We need to relax the laws because, you know, crime has been going down for 10 or 20 years. Really? Why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you, maybe it's just just an idea, just an idea. I could be wrong, <laughs> but maybe crime is going down because the prisons are full because all the people who have a propensity to get into shit are locked up. Right, right. See, they, they, see, they, have, they, they have make no connection. From the fact that the prisons are full to the fact that there's less crime in the streets. Now, with that being said, I don't know that I'm not suggesting that that is the final solution. I mean, obviously, education plays a big role in this. We don't want a society where we have a lot of bad apples that need to be locked up. We, right. we don't want that. OK, when it's gotten to that point, it's already too late to be remedied. I'm kind of like a little of both. I, I'm all for locking up the bad people, especially the violent ones, and forgetting about them. I don't care if they rot there. I really don't. No, all I right? don't either. But on the other, by the same t- side of the coin, I do acknowledge the fact that we need more programs in, you know, in involving school, more, more programs that connect the community with law enforcement, and so that there isn't this disconnect of us and them. That there's a way that we could all work together to make the world and our society a safer place. And, and that's all part of a comprehensive societal package that we have to work on. It has to be both. But anyway, that's, that's my opinion. I could be wrong. No, I, I agree. It makes, makes perfect logical sense. If everybody's in prison, probably the crime's going down. So, I mean, yeah, basic math where I come from. I wanted to tell this story. This is pretty much for the title of the story of the show. Iranian woman, she was on a plane, her and her husband, they'd just taken off from Quetar. 
And while her husband went to sleep, she decided, you know what? I think I'll Uh-oh. get his phone out and Uh-oh. I'll t- take his finger and scan it on his phone and access it. So she accesses the phone and finds out he's a cheater. <laughs> uh, we knew that was coming. Yeah. So they ended up raising hell on the damn play, going back and forth. Of course, she woke him up and they was going back and forth on the play. And if, uh, they couldn't, the crew couldn't get her sufficed at all. So they ended up having to divert the flight and land. <laughs> get them off the plane. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So, you know, just because you got a fingerprint on your phone don't mean nothing. Just, there's, well, there's a will, there's a way. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And here's another funny story. We all know who the, I, I never have liked him. I've always known him to be the con that he really is. But Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> fam- famous whatever the hell you want to call it. He was a Martian hero of the 1980s. Yeah, and his claim to flame, fame was practically, I'm just going to tell you honestly, was he could do a split. That's right. Basic, that was basic. I couldn't handle watching it, but go ahead. Oh, I hated it. I, I mean, I've seen a couple of them back in the day, but not enough to where I can remember anything okay. about it. But I know from reliable sources that I know personally that he is not the martial arts expert that he makes himself out to be. Right. And well, he was uh, a big guy back in the day, and that helped a lot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was big, he was buff, and like I said, he could do that split. He did that split in every fucking movie he made, man. I mean, every, he would jump up on a damn counter and throw his legs up on a damn desk or something, and you know that was all he could do. But I but I mean, as far as him being an eighth degree black belt, it's not the case. Well, uh, apparently back in 1995, the guy Jason David Frank, I know you probably don't know who that is, but he was the Green Ranger in the Power Rangers. Okay. Apparently, Jean-Claude Van Damme called him out about it and told him that, you know, was making fun of the movie or some shit. And Jean and Jason Frank, he he said, he pretty much told him, he said, if he, you know, wanted to settle it, you know, hand to hand. Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme never answered him, never said nothing. This is the same thing that happened with him with uh, Steven Seagal, which back in the day, Steven Seagal was the real deal. He's a, he's a sure enough badass. Back in the day, yeah, I don't he, know. He got strange. Yeah, he's gotten weird now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah he's a weirdo now. But I mean, back in the day when his he was a real. Oh man, yeah, he learned all he was, that sh- shit overseas. I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's legit martial arts now. Now, yeah, he's a damn nut job. He's up there with Gary Bussey. But <laughs> although I like him, <laughs> Gary Bussey. Oh, I love that guy. Oh man, he's a complete weirdo, man. I mean, yeah, I but, love but yeah, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he's funny. But you know, I didn't know. I didn't. I'll get. Let me say this real quick, then I'll get back to the story. I didn't know this till is either today or yesterday. The reason why Gary Bussey is like that was he had a car accident a number of years ago, and he was in a coma for thirty three days. It was a motorcycle, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Yeah, and he he was in a coma for thirty three days, and, it, and I was like, "Well, damn, man, maybe that is why he's like it." Because I used to just think he was, you know, straight out there. But now that I know that, I'm like, "Well, hell, you know, I have to give him a little slack." He, he was a little crazy before that. That's why he was riding around without a helmet. 
Yeah, true, true. If you're riding around without a head, which is crazy. The details could be wrong. You might, you might be right. It, it might have been a car accident, but it, this is going back years. I'm, I'm, I, for some reason, memory is telling me that 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 was a motorcycle. Oh, it could have been. I, I, it might have been that I just read accident, and just said car. You know, I don't know for sure, but I know he was. I do know he was in. That, they said 33 days in a coma, and the doctors have even said that because of that time, his brain suffered, and that's why he is like that today. Is because of that. Man, this dude's in and out of shit left and right. I mean, he'll be in the damn Christianity next man. He's a Buddhist the next, and he's doing this, and he's doing that. And he's uh, talking all kinds of off-the-wall shit. But anyway, these two met up at a Comic-Con or something <clears throat> like that here recently. Jean-Claude Van Damme set him up to where, his, to where he was in his area or some shit like that, and... But but uh, Jason Frank was supposed to be in that same area, and it was a setup. Right. And when they got there, Jean Claude Van Damme told him he wanted to make he wanted him to apologize for what happened in 1995. Now, just a comment, he wanted to apologize. And Jason Frank said, "I ain't apologizing for shit." You know, he said, I, "I'm not doing that." Then he said, "Well, if you can't going to apologize, we'll just take it." You know, he said. Then Jean Claude Van Damme said, "Well, duke, you know, duke it out or whatever." Okay. Man. Jason Frank grabbed his ass. I said it on video. Grabbed his ass and put him in a headlock up against the wall. And it was over that fast. That damn quick. Hmm. I mean, he, he was in the Power Rangers. But when I've watched the Power Rangers with my son, you could tell that guy really is a martial artist. He knows his shit. Just from yeah, watching, just, yeah, just from watching him. I mean, I'm sure, it's a goofy ass show. I ain't going to lie to you. It's all I can do to sit through it sometimes. It's quirky as hell. But as far as martial arts-wise, you can tell he really is a martial artist. But, I mean, I've always disliked Yeah, uh, Steven Seagal called him out a number of years ago on live television. It was, uh, it was one of the shows. It was, it was something like Johnny, wasn't Johnny Carson, I don't think, but it's something along those lines, Letterman or something like that. All right. and, and he called him out, and he never, and John claude Van Damme never did answer his ass because he knows he got his ass whooped big time. So... I never have liked the guy. I always thought he was overrated. Hmm. Well, the Atlanta Falcons, they lost this week. Four and four. Of course, it, uh, I guess that makes them, I guess Browns did a little bit better than them this week. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a game. Did the 49ers win? You know, I didn't check. I'll have to look at that one. I need to, yeah. find, I need to find that out. That is something to find out. I didn't even think about that. But anyhow, I'll look while I'm talking. But, uh, and I was telling my uh, assistant manager, Rob, at work about it today. I said, I said, you know, what's sad is even though they, they're 4-4 four and four right now, they're probably already going to have more wins than the Browns will have this year. He, oh, said, yeah. he said, at 4-4, four and four, that's more wins than they've had the last two years. It is. <laughs> I said, shit. I said, you know what? I said, I ain't even thought about that. No, they lost 20-10. to 10. So they still uh, hadn't got a win yet either. I'm telling you, man, we might have two teams with no wins this year. That'll wow. be that's damn unheard of. Like I said, it'd be a first. Georgia is now ranked number two. Alabama's back to number one, and I'm sure the reason for this, even though I'm not a hundred percent in agreement, and I'm not just saying that because I'm partial to Georgia. I realize Alabama beat LSU. And LSU was barely a ranked team. I think they were ranked 19th or something like that at the time. All right. Georgia played South Carolina, which was a non-ranked team, but South Carolina and LSU had the same record. 
far as wins and loss wise. So, and Al, I believe Georgia beat South Carolina worse than Alabama beat LSU, but that's okay. Notre Dame's third, Clemson's fourth, where they're still in it. Ohio State lost and dropped to number 11 in the rankings. And because Penn State's lost two in a row, they've already dropped to 16 and was once third. So they've made a big hmm. dr- big fall. Isaiah Thomas will return to the Cavs probably before January, and God, they're going to damn well need it. The way they're looking. They're four oh. and six right now. Atlanta Hawks beat them the other night, and they're two and eight. Mm. <laughs> so that tells you something. And the Astros, we haven't been able to say that. I don't think we've mentioned that or have we, but they won the series. I don't know if I, I talked, remember, right. talked about that yeah. last time or not, but, yeah, they won the series. I was glad. That was their first series win ever. So uh, if you're a NASCAR fan, there's only two races left. And uh, Truex is still in the lead by 50 points over Kyle Busch before the season's over. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, we've talked about her on here before. A woman is uh, she writes shows. She okay. rec- she recently left ABC and went to Netflix. Boy, that'll spook you. But anyway, uh, hang on one second. Anyway. She she is the first. I got some toy in here in this room. It's, that's West spooky as hell. Just started playing. Wow. And ain't, I mean, they ain't nothing in there but the cat, and she ain't nowhere near it. That is. Hey, oh man, that thing over there. It's still playing. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> but anyway. That's funny. She's wrote three. Hey, anything can happen here. Three shows she's written, though, that have been successful. She's the first woman to ever write three shows that have went for 100 episodes. And uh, Grey's Anatomy was one. And I didn't realize this has been on 100 episodes, but How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. That's another one of them. I can't. I don't know what the third one was, but she's wrote three shows. The first woman to ever do that to create three hit shows with 100 episodes. So, uh, I mean, hmm. you know, ABC had to hate to lose her or go to Netflix. Oh yeah. But uh, and I think that's about. Oh, I do have this one. A Pakistan woman. She, you know how they have the arranged marriages over there, and uh, right. I'm not a big fan of those. I know some people will argue that they work and they stay married forever, and that's well, well and fine, but I'm not big on it. She had an arranged marriage in September, and because she did not want to be married but was forced to marry, she made us some milk for her husband. Uh-oh. And poisoned it. Uh-huh. Well, she killed him. But somehow, she inadvertently killed 17 people. Yeah, it got, it got passed around. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, man, no, arranged marriages, I just don't understand. I know it's custom, and you know, you know whatever. Right. And, you know, you're entitled to do whatever you're doing. I'm not telling you not, I'm not telling people not to do it if they're over there, but I'm just saying, me, I couldn't do it. I mean, there's some of them over there that's so arranged that they don't even have dating, yeah. that there's a curtain in between them, and when they get married, the vows are spoken, everything. Then when you're married, they lift the curtain, and there you are. Oh, wow. 
That's how, yeah, there's some that. That'd be freaky. Yeah. No, my luck, I'd turn around and look, and there'd be some Shrek-looking fucker with goddamn warts all over their face. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, hell no. I mean, because you don't know. You do not know at all nope. until, until, the, until it's lifted who you married. That's how arranged it is. I mean, you're raised from childhood, and they keep it secret. Right. That just, that boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they say the success rate is good. But sometimes I wonder if that success rate is good because they feel entitled to stay married because of the custom and all. You know? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. You know, yeah, you could fall in love with somebody in time. That is possible. Yeah. But, but these people clearly aren't in love when they get married because they don't even know them half the time. Right. So that's where I question is this legitly, you know, they're married for 30, 40, 50 years or whatever because they're in love or just because they're in, break, you know, shackles, so to speak. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But uh, well, other than that, that's all I got. I do want to get into something Thursday. If, oh, you're doing the show, but if we get a chance to get into it Thursday. Oh, go ahead. Sure. Because um, I don't know a whole lot about it, and we don't have time to talk about it now, but the Paradise Papers. Okay. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that. I don't know if you do, but no. there's something going on with investments. I know Queen Elizabeth has already invested like 10 million euro into offshore funds. And I think it's involved with investigation, but I'm going to have to, like I said, I don't know all about it, so I'm going to have to study on it some more. Yeah, so, go ahead and, uh, and uh, check that out, and then we'll talk. We'll, we'll have you do a segment on it. Yeah, okay. sounds good. All right, yep. we'll look into that. But other than that, that's about all we got. Uh, you got anything? No, I'm good, man. All right, I appreciate all y'all that listen and will listen and download. And if you can, share it. Follow us at Sweet Truth Radio. That's at Twitter. And uh, other than that, we'll holler at you Thursday night at 11. Peace out. I can't believe it. That Philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit. How long until we get there? How long until we get there? How long until we get there? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? What's this button do? No, 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 don't touch no. that. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.